Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Model Podcast, coming to you from Models One in partnership with Studio 71. Now in our 50th year, Models One is the most established agency in Europe and we would like to share with you how our world works through this series, which will feature exclusive interviews and conversations with our models, talent, colleagues and friends in fashion. In this episode of the Model Podcast, we are speaking with Isqua Lawrence, model, activist and entrepreneur. She is one of the foremost advocates for body diversity in the fashion industry and is known for starring in unretouched campaigns ranging from underwear to swimwear. She is an active critic of body shamers and was named in 2016 as one of BBC's 100 most influential women. Wow. Serving since 2015 as a brand ambassador for Aerie and since 2018 as an ambassador for L'Oreal and the Prince's Trust, Iskra was earlier this year named in the Forbes 30 Under 30 for Europe within the art and culture category. Today we are talking to Iskra about building a brand and being a voice of a generation. Okay, Iskra Lawrence, thank you so much for being here at the Models One podcast. It's absolutely amazing to be talking to you. Um, I want to start right at the beginning. So obviously you have previously discussed um, at the start of your career, um, you were rejected from various modelling agencies for not meeting, you know, the straight size measurement requirement. What was the pivotal moment in your career where you decided you needed, well, you wanted to change your angle or you were going to change your angle? Yeah, um, so my, like you said, I had a lot of rejection, a lot of people saying no, um, literally tried to apply for maybe 10 agencies, um, <laughs> and they all had similar excuses and used these kind of interesting adjectives to describe me, yeah. too womanly, too curvy, all of these things, so the pivotal moment came when I'd been really damaging my mental and physical health by trying to attain an unrealistic body mm-hmm. ideal for me. You know, I was mm-hmm. never able to get small enough um, for that sample size. And so when I went and heard about plus size modeling and then went and checked out an agency and then they said I was too small, for me, that was the moment where I was like, wow, I will just never be anyone's ideal I, like I will never be good enough if I keep trying to fit into other people's standards so really that for me was just a groundbreaking moment where I realized I'd spent so many years and so much time and energy and um yeah really just done really horrible things to yeah. myself and made myself feel awful for no reason because it was like I'm never gonna fit that perfected you know ideal so yeah. um I think that was really when I decided that that there isn't anything wrong with me I'm human yeah this is my body mm-hmm. um I should be focusing on making myself uh feel the best I can and then trying to change the industry instead of changing myself wow amazing um we actually heard from Uva who's obviously your your agent at Models One um the first time he met you he said you told him about how you work off yearly mood boards and you sort of had like a list of all your career goals and dreams I mean I don't know like do you do you remember your first ever mood board or your first ever goal board should we call it 
<laughs> yeah, I um, I call them vision boards. Vision um, boards, I remember. Nice. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah I Tell us what was on your first vision board. Oh gosh, um, <laughs> New York was definitely New York was on it, and yeah. Aerie was on it. Oh wow! Um, and then just. Yeah, Aerie was on it, traveling, um, like happiness and also like balanced fitness and health. Um, Not extreme, not restrictional. Um, So, yeah, it was really finding that balance. But definitely New York was my biggest dream and goal. And I was with an agency at one point that laughed when I said I wanted to go to New York. They're like, you'll never make it there. So it's just (laughs) the fact that I really never That's a nice little revenge, isn't it? I bet they're kicking themselves. Yeah. Like, oh. 100%. New York seems to work just lovely for Miss Lawrence, it seems. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no. So it's always a good feeling when you have these goals and maybe not everyone supports you or believes you can do it, but then you can prove everyone wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think now, as obviously as your career has progressed, do you feel like your goals have changed within the industry a little bit now? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, they evolve, I'd say, weekly almost sometimes. Yeah. Or I can have different, like, um, how do I say it? Like, different inspirations yeah. in the sense of, like, oh, I want to try doing this, or that really intrigues me, or I can read something, or I'm very, very um, interested in always being open-minded and yeah. really surrounding myself and reading, if it's not, like, literature, like, the media and social media about what other people are doing from different places all around the world so I'm feel like I'm constantly inspired to think outside the box and not just well I've never had the set okay this is step one to become a model step two and then like had that traditional career I've never had that so I think for me actually it's been healthy because then that's allowed me to really think outside the box and realize anything is possible and actually just wanting to do that traditional route was never for me and it wasn't meant for me yeah um so yeah definitely my goals right now are very much more being kind of behind the scenes and using all of my experiences that I've had in the last 16 years to kind of work on my own brand and um, really bring to life all of the things that I've maybe seen um, that I think why isn't someone doing that and instead of I feel complaining about it just go and do it yourself amazing I mean following on from that you I mean you I'm sure you're you're very much aware that you are an actual huge inspiration to so many men women of all ages all around the world (laughs) Um, thank you so we are really interested to know Iskra who is your inspiration you know who do you admire in and out of the fashion industry I feel like when I was um thrown into the fashion industry and and was almost like on the outside looking in um my inspirations were a lot of the top supermodels Mm -hmm. um I loved people like Gemma Ward actually um when I was younger yeah and then um I found that when I was within the industry it was actually more of the agents and people like my agent Uva who have been in the industry for so many years you know over 25 years and have seen everything and just they've always supported and helped manage people's careers and I find that truly inspiring because trying to work with (laughs) models and, and figuring out how to really craft their careers is a true like gift I I wouldn't be able to do it myself and so I think I've also met some amazing designers like Probel and Kristen Siriano who are for me at the forefront of really impacting how 
as women we feel about our bodies because they are some of the first high-end designers to actually cater to women of diverse size and mm-hmm. to reflect that on the red carpet yeah. on the runway um, and I think for me those are some of my biggest inspirations within the fashion industry wow. um, and then there's also people like Diane and mm-hmm. uh, DVF who like of course. she is I love it first so name much. basis <laughs> yeah me and, and I've, I've me been and to Diane. <laughs> I've been to some of her events and yeah. her fundraisers and all of the work she does and yeah, the um, philanthropic work. It's in, it's insane. And, yeah. you know, for someone to use their visibility, their power, or be able to use their positioning to, to give back and do yeah. good um, is, is super inspiring to me. Amazing. And then I'd say that people outside of the fashion industry would be my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. And I've always surrounded myself with people who... Um, inspire me daily I want to be around people who uplift me and each other and support and bring like new exciting ideas or bring love and light and energy to my life yeah just good energy I was just gonna say yeah lovely oh that's amazing um so obviously you know earlier this year you were you were named on the Forbes 30 under 30 list within the art and culture category for Europe I mean that is that is a pretty big accolade what I mean what does that mean to you (laughs) I mean, it definitely means that my dad can, like, be happy for the rest of his life. Um, I think it's it's just a, an absolute honour. Yeah. And I think that there's been times where I felt, um, is what I'm doing shallow? Or what's yeah. the depth? What's the purpose? Where is this going? And so um, to kind of have the respect of um, Forbes like yeah. that, to, for Get them that to understand the impact. Right? Yeah, the yeah. recognition of yeah. understanding that the impact that I've had not just within the fashion industry but kind of shifting the culture on yeah. social media encouraging uh no retouching and all of these things has yeah. kind of had a cultural sh- helped create a cultural shift yeah um and so I'm yeah all of the other work I've done with TED Talks and um going to schools and really campaigning for um healthy body image and mental health in the media it's really nice to kind of be part of that group of Amazing. people at the forefront of creating change yeah i mean you you have achieved so much you know and obviously i don't i don't mean to sound condescending when i say that you know you are still really young and you know mm-hmm. you have you know you, i know you've already had quite an expansive career it's been on for some time but where do you see the next 10 years for example of your career because you have you have done so yeah. much already I definitely I'm I'm launching my own brand and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be able to create um I've kind of done a lot within the fashion industry, but I feel like I'm very much moving into how every person can look after themselves better from the inside out. Um, And so I'm really uh, pushing for that mission to come alive in the form of free content um, Mm -hmm. and a place where people can go to really have a diverse, inclusive insight into how best to look after your mental health and your body and all of those things. So I'm really putting together a great team at the moment and finding out how best to bring that to life. Yeah. I mean, a large part of obviously obviously what you do does involve your social media. I mean, I think you've got like an astonishing four and a half million followers on your Instagram. I mean, what does the word influencer actually mean to you? And you know, do you think it's probably changed a little over the last few years? Yeah, I actually think um, so, uh, the word influencer has changed for me mm-hmm. dramatically, even just in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a while when people were 
it kind of was coming out the woodwork where yeah. initially it was like oh these cool people online creating content then it was like oh they're selling us stuff yeah. and and so I feel like when that shift happened of people being made more aware um, which is very very important transparency mm-hmm. is so important yeah. um, and I think it shifted people's feeling towards influencers where they felt like oh they're constantly trying to sell me stuff but I think that it's really important to actually go back to why influencers did blow up or become influential was because it was a more authentic way of advertising advertising is everywhere it's in nearly every single thing we do it's something we can't avoid Mm -hmm. but I think what happened was certainly I for the first time was able to see women of my size wearing fashion or telling me hey this is what I actually use and what I actually do and um, I for one when I do take on any kind of uh, social media postings it's always products that I actually use and have tried and um, I would never promote anything that and so I feel like that's almost to me more authentic than sometimes you know I've met models in ad campaigns for sports brands saying you know and it looks like they're running and like they don't run at all so it's kind of like I I actually do feel like um, keep it real is what you're saying yeah yeah, and and most of the influencers that I've met maybe they're uh, full-time bloggers they they're the same so Mm -hmm. um I think the influencer has shifted and I think um it's a it's a, a gift in yeah. a way to, to for people to have for you to have eyes mm-hmm. um, on you and visibility and then hopefully you understand that there's a responsibility that comes with that yeah. and you do something positive with it. Amazing. I mean, how do you maintain a healthy relationship with platforms like this? You know, to enhance what you're doing and what you're pr- promoting without letting it you know consume you or or even define you because obviously it is quite a broad, broad spectrum that you you do, isn't it? There needs to be more education around the fact that. Social media is like your online life. Yeah. But your real life should always, always, always take priority. And how you feel in real life is really all that matters. Mm -hmm. Social media can be a fantastic tool for helping you build a career Mm -hmm. or being an activist or these very positive things but it can be detrimental if you are consumed by how many likes is my picture going to get or I have got this many followers oh this person's got more that means they're Mm -hmm. more popular or essentially holding your worth in your social media never never have your self-worth attached to your social media that will only be awful it's an awful idea and it's really hard to try and figure that out for yourself but I I I can't tell you enough how I know that nothing on social media determines how I feel about myself I would I just don't let it have that kind of power yeah um definitely if you need to put restrictions on times do that yeah block people yeah unfollow people uh, follow accounts that even if all of your friends are following it if it doesn't make you feel good yeah. do not consume it yeah and instead fill your feed with things that make you do feel good mm-hmm. you know lucy says she loves following dogs yeah. amazing <laughs> i love i like food accounts and, yeah, you know, yeah inspirational quotes or yeah. whatever it might be you have to kind of take responsibility Absolutely, and realize yeah what you're consuming do consume things that make you feel good that's remarkable advice actually my gosh <laughs> that is like that is an absolutely <laughs> remarkable answer to that question thank you very much <laughs> um as your career has um you know ebbed and flowed um do you feel the way that your audience um engages with you has has changed at all i do and i think that 
now people are more comfortable with social media and I've really made a point of being real and authentic and raw online you know posting a crying selfie or you know no makeup days or whatever it might be and I think that's made my uh, followers and my friends online feel like I'm more human so I definitely feel like I have this really great relationship where I think they realize I give a lot but they understand like when I need to step back or maybe so I think there's just this really great understanding with like I really feel like I know who this person is online Um, and so when I actually meet in real life people that have followed me it's so beautiful like a lot of people cry a lot of people we just hug for ages um, because it just feels like oh that's that friend that I've been you know following for so long and I really feel like I've got to know them and there's a connection and they make me feel you know more positive or that I've learned something from them um, which has impacted my life in a positive way so it's really nice and you are really great actually with your followers you do you do interact with them don't you when they like sort of kind enough to leave like leave like lovely comments or think ways that you've inspired them I do I do love how you do interact with people and acknowledge the fact that they have reached out to to you which is lovely yeah 100% I mean my life wouldn't be here without them so I'm very very aware and very very grateful for everyone's support I mean building a huge brand like you have obviously um what obstacles have you found the hardest to overcome in the process I always think that especially as a a woman in this world Mm -hmm. there are kind of these limitations um and there's always someone at the top that ends up being the money person who will dictate how that filters down and so my experiences in the past of creating brands and companies um what I've noticed is the times that it's failed and I'm quite comfortable to say that a lot of things have failed that I've tried to do um have been when someone else has been involved and when they have the money Mm -hmm. so um, I'm in a position where I've been saving for years to be able to create my own self-funded company and brand so that it will never never be dictated by a VC or Mm -hmm. anyone else and I feel like that what I've noticed within the fashion industry the more that women rise up through the ranks um, there has been this power shift um, and I, I don't know. I work with Aerie and L'Oreal and there's so many powerful women right at the top of these yeah. companies and a lot of them are mothers and there just seems to be a different level of empathy yeah. and a different level of responsibility when it comes to messages and marketing. Um, so I very much feel like um, the hardest thing to overcome has been having to have any kind of my message or my mission or my values compromised right. because someone above me says this yeah. is how it's got to be mm-hmm. and there's only so much you can do and sometimes you do have to compromise of course um, but it really hurts when it's something you are like you but really we could care do this about or I really believe in this yeah 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 like you can do extended sizes or whatever it might be. You know, it, it's frustrating when... Um, so that's why I was like, right, I have to do it myself. <laughs> do you feel sometimes in a way the fashion industry could perhaps be failing women? Um, I think the fashion industry is moving mm-hmm. um, and progressing and it's a very exciting time. Mm-hmm. Um, my worry is always tokenism. My worry yeah. is that, you know, visually they might be representing size diversity or, or race or ability or yeah. whatever it might be yeah. in the at the at the visual end of their campaigns. But is that sure. reflected in their offices? Is that reflected in their boardrooms? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think that it's time to not just say, yay, we're about diversity. You know, here, look, it looks like we are. But really to understand that the world is a very diverse Absolutely. place and so should... Yeah. You know, so should your teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is actually 
you've, you've answered like that's another amazing answer because my next question actually was was actually about you know body positivity and you know the importance of inclusivity in fashion and obviously it's always something that's been at the forefront of your ethos um do you think we can ever get past that division between you know straight size models and curve models so to speak I think that's uh, that's so in, that is so interesting because yeah. it's something that I often want to talk about and I'm I'm always just careful and wary yeah. um, because there's so much positive change happening yeah, yeah. I never want to complain exactly. about something mm-hmm. and then it push it back there's one thing I always encourage people to do when they are vocal is don't shame brands or companies yeah. or people so much that it makes them not want to progress because they're like we're trying but yeah. you're saying it's still not good enough we yeah. won't even bother um, so I feel like uh, you know my agency here in New York as well um, they just have a board um, yeah. they don't actually segregate their models right. by size I think that's a great step forward um, and I think it would be great if more uh, media outlets stop describing me by my size you right. know they would never describe a man by their size yeah, if they were yeah. writing an article about someone doing a TED talk they would never say size extra large Tom right, did this right. but you know yeah. a lot of the time I see articles and it'll be size 14 Iskra Lawrence or yeah. plus size Iskra Lawrence um, and, you know, it works for clicks, I guess, but it would be great if more people took responsibility to encourage women to realize that our value system mm-hmm. and our worth is not dictated by our size. Amazing. What advice do you have for people trying to carve out their own space, you know, in exclusive industries like, like yours? I think that the main thing would be that even if you're told this is the route that you should go, mm-hmm. um, I would I, I firstly just delete the word should from your vocabulary. Yeah. Um, the more that you can be different is exactly why you'll succeed. Um, and I've watched people um, come up through the ranks. I mean, even look at model Slick Woods or Winnie yeah. Harlow. Yeah. And by being themselves and being different and, and going through the, their life confidently, um, it makes other people take notice and Absolutely. think, wow, yeah. that, you know, rather than kind of trying to fit into that standard, which is what I did and it didn't work. And yeah. then as soon as I stopped doing that and just really figured out who Iskra was and yeah. that I was different and then that was why you'll succeed amazing everyone can be like you or slick words you know eight months pregnant or she was even nine months pregnant i think wasn't she when she was on that in, in her lingerie at the fenty show i mean yeah that's such yeah, that those amazing. both of those girls actually as well are great examples um of yeah just of just being yourself i mean you obviously know that you're a huge hugely inspirational person this and um obviously to have this opportunity to chat to you today is is really is really incredible and i really thank you for your time I know you, um, you're yeah, very good no, to us at Models One. Some... We do love our risk for Lawrence, it has to be said. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you for your of time. Course, and it's really course. great that, you you know, everyone can get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And I, you know, and I do hope that people really take away um, from what you've said today and, and actually do take heed and do listen to the amazingly sound advice that you've given. I think even I'm going to, I'm actually going to look at my Instagram and see if there's anything on yes. there that I'm feeling. Actually, you know what? I don't really want to see what this is today. I'm, I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to take heed of your advice. And, uh, and good, I'm going to make sure yes. that it's all making me feel good. You know, maybe I'll just inundate myself with more kitten things. I'm, I'm a kitten person. Yeah. Like Lucy. <laughs> there you go. And it, and it is tricky because 
the algorithm feeds into the obvious and yeah. the algorithm just shows you what the majority of other people are looking at yeah, yeah. Um, and even those people are not uh, not even realizing what they're yeah. looking at so the whole thing is kind of really taking control yeah. and 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 intentionally saying this is what my instagram sure. wants to be this yeah. is how i want it to inspire me or make yeah. me feel um, and it's really important to diversify your feed as well yeah. when i started following people that you know uh, were from different places around the world or yeah. had different abilities or looked different or had different opinions even yeah. uh, with different religions I started learning and I found now my Instagram is, is a place where I can check in and be like yeah. oh I want to learn about this how do I find out more about Sudan yeah. or and, and it's yeah. my Instagram is filled with people who are, who are activists and talking about that yeah. so if I found in, Instagram for me is now a very educational place yeah. you know before it might have been more of a, like a fashion inspiration sure. space so you make it what you want it to be I know I actually actually did follow your, uh, your one of your posts um, a couple of days ago was about how the algorithm in fact missed a post that you'd done all together um, so I actually mm-hmm. went back to your page and I did and I, and I saw and I and you obviously highlighted really important clause and a really important cause to you mm-hmm. and, and everything which was actually really really amazing to see and I you know I hope obviously that many 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 millions of your followers did the same thing and you obviously highlighted something completely different or something they might have been unaware that you supported um, all together so so yeah well done for highlighting that as well yeah, no, it's, I, I post a lot. I, I post about male suicide recently, yeah. about India's um, gay rights. Like, I, I post about a lot, and, it, mm-hmm. and it, it's such a shame because it often gets hidden and buried. Yeah. And that is what's kind of very disappointing and sad for me because that's what is happening in real life yeah. too. Those stories are getting buried by the news, and mm-hmm. instead we're fed what they want us to see. So yeah. it's, it's very important that we're aware on social media to also interact with those yeah. type of posts, kind of go out of our way to interact with something that's important because that will help it get seen more instead of just the usual stuff that gets liked and seen yeah well thank you for continuing to use your platform and your position to um to educate people and to you know make people feel that just that little bit better and keep doing what you're doing miss lawrence oh i will thank (laughs) you so much for your time great speaking to you and you my love take care Thank you for listening to the model podcast brought to you by models one and studio 71 hit subscribe and if you like the show leave us a review see you next time ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.